Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Our toll-free line is brought to you by Geico, 855-212-4CBS. All you have to do uh, to save money on your car insurance is switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Who loves you, baby? How'd you like the 78% winners in the conference championship games in college football on Saturday? 78% of my bets hit. How about 72% of my pro football in week 14? 72% winners. That's my seventh week out of 14, over 70%. I'm the man. 80% Saturday night in pro hoops. Is that good enough for you? Screw the 20% I got wrong. Pharrellonabench.com is incredible. I'm Santa Claus. I deliver the goods. Best site, best price, sick returns. Pharrellonabench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. Oh, wow. Sweeney Murdy is in uh, San Diego at the baseball winter meetings from WFAN, the great... Sweeney Murdy, he covers the Yankees for the fan, and he's on the inside skinny out in San Diego with everything that's going on. We are blown away, Sweeney, with this deal. Before it happened, Carver High and I were licking our chops literally minutes before it happened. We were sitting here saying that if he doesn't sign with the Bombers, he's clearly afraid of the big stage, and he'll go tug his tail out west and play with those femmes out there. The fact that he signed with the Yankees is all we needed to know, that we love him forever, because we were going to hate him forever if he went out west. And the fact that he got that huge deal is just absolutely amazing. Well, you're going you're gonna to need to see him perform, too, to, to love him forever, right? Uh, or else that money is going to be uh, a reminder uh, for a long time, but uh, I think everybody believes what you're talking about, Scotty, is that you know he has the mentality that this is where he wanted to be. Listen, the ninth year certainly didn't hurt, and the extra money, uh, which we're assuming at this point is what pushes the Yankees over the top, that you know, once he got from Strasburg, got to seven, everybody else had to go eight. Uh, if you wanted Cole, and then the Yankees ended up going nine, Cole said yes. At some point, you know, he was going to have to say, yes, that's where I want to go, uh, as opposed to playing at home and the allure of that. Um, listen, the Yankees are a team that's built to be a contending team. And you add Garrett Cole, you you might be a lot more than just a contending team. But you're right. It takes a special person to want to embrace that, no matter how much money it is. And just saying yes to start tells you something about Garrett Cole. What did you think of how staggering it was compared to even uh, Strasburg's deal or some of the other deals we've seen in the past, like, you know, the Price deal and others yeah. uh, that have been, like, over the years, they've just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And, like, even last year or whatever it was, Corbin, $140 million, six years. Machado and Harper, different. They're not pitchers. They got 300 and 330 But this guy getting 324 is just it's just it's just unbelievable. It's a lot, and I, I I don't think we saw it. I mean, even just a few days ago, I'm not sure we saw it getting this high. But Strasburg signs at a level that I, I don't think we saw. Now, you know, the the deferments in that contract really take the value down a little bit to the point where you know, you rationally, you could have offered the exact same deal that uh, that the Nationals gave Steven Strasburg, but not deferred money, and its value is greater. You understand what I mean? Yes. And, but you know, but you know, this isn't rational. This is just counting 
dollars and looking at the number on paper and it was it became clear pretty quickly that you have to eclipse that by a pretty strong margin and when you have big market teams multiples willing to go that far you know you you see what happens and this isn't like last winter with harper or machado it feels like teams realize or, or were realizing in those cases last year that you could find ways to replicate offense in the game from various places without having to pay those guys that kind of money but when elite pitching comes onto the market that's a different story the market's moving a lot differently and we've seen strasburg cole and wheeler all gone off the board for what's the combined total here what do we you know oh my god 245 so we're talking about 570 690 million dollars something like that <laughs> right crazy. for three guys that and and that's not the kind of money that was being thrown around last year elite pitching moves the needle a lot differently uh sweetie murphy got math in my head maybe carver can check that yeah uh, you know i skipped school that day uh and I, <laughs> I went to a baseball game in fact at three rivers uh let me ask yeah you, when like, mike schmidt hit his 500th home run I oh remember, god yeah. it was the worst thing ever. i was there that day i was there i that know day. i now, know listen, uh, let me ask you this question uh, his slider became his filthy pitch. Now he's got a, uh, you know, his fastball is ridiculous, uh, and he started throwing a four seam fastball. And his slider, and you know, his numbers in the postseason, he lost finally in the World Series game one, but he, later in the series he won. He ended up four and one in the postseason. But those pitches he throws, he does, he throws the ball in the strike zone. He throws strikes. He throws on the corners. He just throws it. He just brings it. And I got to tell you, at twenty nine. What he's done in the last two years is phenomenal. And we were kind of comparing him to Scherzer when he left Detroit and went to uh, Washington where they've really gotten their money's worth out of that guy. I, unless the guy's arm falls off, this guy, you know, the, the five-year opt-out, at least five years is going to be filthy, I would think. Come on, Sweeney. Four or five years is what you're looking at here as far as trying to get value out of it. If you're still getting value in your six or seven, that's gold. If you're getting anything out of it in your eight and nine, I mean, you got to consider that a bonus. I think you have to understand that. you got to pay what you got to pay to get the player, um, and then you deal with it later uh, because in the short window, you realize that you're probably getting something close to the value that you anticipated. Uh, the thing that strikes me about struck me about Cole was just how precise everything is, and that four seam fastball you're talking about actually looked like it, it was it, it its velocity right. is 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 high four seam fastball velocity, but it's got a little tail to it. I remember watching right. the playoffs, watching some of these games. It has a little two seam tail to it, it at the top of the zone, and that. Feels, and I don't know if that's just the illusion or if it's really tailing like that with that extra little motion. That's not straight fastball uh, velocity up there. That's got a little tail to it, a little movement to it that really makes it special. And, I mean, I, I think we all saw what he could do. And it's one thing to watch a guy do it in the regular season. If he got smoked in the playoffs, it's, you know, we'd, we'd be talking about him differently. We watched him do the same things in October in big places. And, you know, it's... It's a long year, and to keep doing it as long as he did, I mean, it's he might not he might not reach that level again, but you know there's something there that he can reach back for, and even if it's not at a, a five month stretch, he pitches like this for a month at a time, two months at a time. 
I mean, I, I think the Yankees are going to be in pretty good shape. Yeah, listen, uh, they did it with CC Sabathia, and they got a ring out of it. And I think that I'm willing to say they'll get a ring out of this guy. He is absolutely filthy. I have to tell you, as a Pirate fan, you know, this is – this is the same torture. It's like being an addict or something. It's it's uh, doing the same thing day after day and expecting a different outcome. The Pirates draft these great players in their high draft picks they get, these phenomenal talents, and every single one of them leaves and becomes some kind of rock star. Bell will be the next one to leave. I want to slice my wrists being a Pirate fan watching every great player. Now, God bless that I love the Yankees, too. I have to, being a Pirate fan, uh, to live in New York for 20 years. I, I love the Bombers. But I got to tell you, uh, it, it kills me to see what ha- has happened to all these great players. They all end up... Like, look at the money this guy made. In Pittsburgh, he was like 12 and 12, and he was the, this young kid, and now look at him. It makes me want to hurl. Well, and see what he unlocked at the right time in his career to really step up the next. I'll tell you, I'll tell you though, um, I'm here in San Diego, and we did a show locally on WFAN earlier right. in the night, and Derek Shelton, new manager of the Pirates, was on our show. And, you know, I've known him for many years and knew, like, of his desire to manage, and as he was working his way up through different teams, you know, you, you saw how sharp he was. You saw, saw how the teams, he, what the teams he was on, what they were like, and what role he played in it. He's He's got the good parts inside him to be a good manager. Now the the roster, the makeup of the team will tell you how good a manager he can be. But what you're talking about, the Pirates might have to keep doing that for just a little bit more. If And if they can do it right, remember, they didn't make out very good on some of these deals or else the payback would have been a little bit more immediate. Right. Um, but if they can get Marte and Archer, and if Archer gets off to a good start and, they, and they're able to parlay that into uh, – uh, moving him into more pieces. Now all of a sudden you're talking about building that back up quicker, but those are two key pieces for them. If they can somehow figure out how to get better uh, return yeah. than they got on the, you know, the coal <laughs> yeah. and every all those other Yeah, and, 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 you know, the fact that they don't play with uh, cleats and baseball bats because they're broke, I mean, you know, that they use toothpicks and wear their socks to play uh, is a little bit of a problem. Their payroll, I, they have a higher payroll at WFAN than they do on the Pirates. Yeah, but that's all Steve Summers. It's all tied up in one guy. <laughs> the schmoozer with the call. Sweeney comes in with the low fastball with the schmooze. Hey, so um, look at the lineup now with their starting pitching and their bullpen. Your boy uh, Carver High brought up Domingo Herman. I went, who? Because he doesn't matter. Yeah. I know he's a great pitcher. But honestly, that team with that bullpen and that rotation, having that guy on the mound every fifth day, all I have to say is uh, – Man, is it going to be expensive to go to the Bronx to watch baseball games? Listen, well, and you knew it was going to be the case. Anyway. I'll tell you one thing, though. Uh, this kind of brings it back around to what you know what I was talking about with um, the guy who, just because they offered the most money doesn't mean they're going to get the player because we saw Cliff Lee go to Philadelphia. But Cliff Lee joined that Phillies rotation. Remember, they had Roy Halladay, Cliff Lee, Cole Hamels, Roy Oswald. It was a dream rotation, and they got beat in a best-of-five division series uh, by yeah. an 83-win Cardinals team. 
we can talk about this right now and talk about how great it is and you know look at how the playoffs turned out you can get knocked up very the astros this year garrett cole and justin verlander went to a game five against tampa bay they were this close to being knocked out right uh it's great to talk about this time of year and you can say yeah just write them all the way through but when baseball gets played, weird things happen sometimes. Hey, Sweeney, uh, you know, I go to La Jolla every summer surfing. Uh, how do you like San Diego? Not too shabby, huh? Yeah, it's all right. You know, although, you know, you spend a hotel lobby in San Diego looks the same as a hotel lobby in, you know. Uh, Don't cash my buzz, Sweeney. Don't cash right? my buzz. Go to the beach. Go look at some bikinis. Like, get, get out of the hotel I lobby. I can't. I don't know who else they're going to sign between now and then. How can I leave? Get him. Hey, uh, Carver, I call up Speedy Weedy and have him drop off a couple blunts down at the yeah, hotel. We'll, we'll take no. care of it. Tell, we'll you, care tell of it. you what. Tell you tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay an extra couple of days, and I'm going to send you that expense report so it can so you can reimburse me for that yeah no problem i'll, I'll give it to my Alrighty. bosses here they're so they're so uh fun with money anyway sweeney great stuff on garrett cole you're the man great job on the fan thanks See for you, calling Scotty. us i love you uh there he is sweeney murdy getting down and dirty with sweeney murdy that's my boy right there i love that dude uh 855-2124-CBS. If you're on hold, don't give up. I'm going to take your calls next on the bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. Have you ever seen anything like that? Was that was that up to date? That that uh was that a practice with Tuka Rask having that meltdown? Yes, it was. That was the greatest thing I've ever seen. That was a practice scrimmage loss and he literally broke everything in sight. The net, the sticks, he threw bottles, he had a meltdown. That guy wants to win everything, apparently, because anyone that gets that mad at a practice, I've never seen anything like it. Have you seen this guy in games get mad, like going off the ice? He'll throw a temper tantrum like no one's business. He really likes winning, apparently. Guess he's not going to have any uh, letdown season after losing in the Stanley Cup Finals because that guy's a competitor. That yes. guy's nuts. You, you like to see things like that. I mean, that that is crazy what I just saw. Uh, anyway, I watched... Uh, Connor McDavid have a penalty shot tonight. He literally never got a shot off. He skated in and lost the puck off his stick. That was crazy. Real quick, um, the NFL's planning a top-down review of officiating. There's a great idea since their officiating sucks so bad. I mean, what took so long? You're just planning a top-down review of the officiating now? Yeah. Have you guys been watching the games for the last, I don't know, what is this, the 100th anniversary of the league? You've decided now that you need a top-down review of it? Uh, it has been so bad the last couple of years, the, the officiating. It is an atrocity. Uh, that's their problem, it, th- that it's so awful that they need to, you know, bottom line, I, what I think they need to do, and no one wants to hear it, is I think they need to go skew younger. I just think they need young college football refs because there's a lot of good refs in college football. They don't butcher games like they do in the NFL because you know what it is? It's these old timers that are running these games in the NFL. They're all a bunch of old dudes, and they're in their 50s and 60s, some 70s, and they just absolutely, in my view, are blowing it, and they're out of position. They can't keep up. They're not fast enough. They're making calls from 20, 30 yards away, and they just throw. I mean, literally, it seems like when I'm watching a game, there's 25 to 30 flags every game. Am I wrong? It is so bad. Now, they'll tell you there's 14 flags a game, right? Isn't that the average? But it seems like 30. I mean, it's like every play, there's a flag. I think it ruins it. I have to say this. 
that when I watch American sports now, it takes so long to watch a game. And with all the commercials, NBA and NFL particularly, it's really bad. Like, it takes all day. I can't watch NFL football unless I'm watching a Red Zone channel. That's it. I can't even take the guy that hosts it. But I like that channel because they just go seven hours, no commercials. They got all the little outside box ads. I don't care about those. They never stop showing the games. That's the best channel. That's the greatest thing ever invented by mankind, including walking on the moon. It was, it was more important than that. But I will say this. When I watch Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, any of that, they just play 90 minutes. There's a 15-minute halftime with all their commercials. That's it. And there's no commercials during the game. It's 90 minutes of pure sports. It's awesome. There's just no commercial interruption. And they do the same thing in the World Cup. And it's just better. It is better than American sports. American sports are about commercials and refs and making money. That's, that's all it is. And the NBA and NHL, there's too many games. I'm now convinced the 82-game schedule in both are a joke. They're a joke. And what they're for is so they can run their goddamn commercials until they're blue in the face so everybody makes money, right? That's what it's about. Selling tickets and selling stuff on TV for everyone that can't go to the game. We watch on TV so we can watch all your commercials. And if I'm wrong, watch network television in the morning. You'll see about two minutes of show and 58 minutes of commercials. Take a look. Here's the playoff picture. Ravens, Pats, Chiefs, Texans, Bills, Steelers right now. Niners, Packers, Saints, Cowboys, Seahawks, Vikings right now. Alshon, Jeffrey, heard a pop. You know what that means, right? He done. Brett Maher cut by the Cowboys. You know why? Because he sucks. Odell Beckham has a sports hernia. Who doesn't? Cam Newton, trade rumors. Panthers open to a deal. That means they want to get rid of his 19 mil. Adam Vanateri, knee surgery, done. Uh, statement from the NFL regarding Simeon Thomas. In Portuguese, he failed a drug test. He's out. That's it. Bye. See ya. NFL salary cap rising to $196.8 million to 201 somewhere in that window. A Heisman finalist. I'll save you a lot of time. Joe Burrow won. Clemson wins their fifth consecutive ACC championship and a return to the playoff. Giants are going to talk to Madison Bumgarner this week. You know who wants him? The Dodgers want him the most now is what I'm hearing. Marvin Miller, Ted Simmons make the Hall of Fame uh, by the, uh, you know, the modern baseball era committee. That's the old geezers that let uh, whoever they want in, right? That's the popularity contest. Baseball will stop testing minor leaguers for marijuana. They don't even test major leaguers for it. Seven names popping up as the next uh, coach of the Knicks. I'll save you a lot of time. Hire Mark Jackson. Let's stop with all the other BS. Cavaliers are going to trade Kevin Love, it looks like. He wants to go to a winner. Gee, you think? NBA denies the Rockets' protest. Gee, you didn't think they were going to play the game again, did you? Raptors, uh, Masai, Ujiri. Looks like he's going to end up with the Knicks because all the reports are is that he wants the gig, right? So... Once you get that going, you know it'll happen. It'll pay him a boatload of money to come. And then you know what's going to happen? The Knicks are still going to suck because they've always sucked. Uh, We know the Stars fired their coach. He did something really naughty. That's what we want to know. What did he do? We don't care about anything else. First of all, no one's ever heard of him to begin with. The NHL announced his plan to combat inappropriate conduct, including anonymous hotline for players. Maybe the first one they called out was that guy. They called the hotline and said Jim's been running around with his uh, never mind. I'm not going to say it because I don't know if it's true. Penguins injury woes. Oh, I just don't care about their injury woes. They win anyway. They win anyway. And they lost to the Canadians tonight. They always lose to the Canadians. Canadians have lost 11-13. They still kick their ass. Anthony Joshua beat that fat ass 
uh, Andy Ruiz. Have you uh, ever? Could seen you believe anyone that, that six weeks ago? I forget who we had on. Right. It was somebody. It might have been whether you either when you were in Vegas or maybe it was even when we were in L.A. at the end of September. Somebody actually had the stones to tell us that Ruiz was in the best shape of his life going into this fight. He was twenty pounds heavier than he was the first time he fought him. Dude. That guy was so fat that when I watched the fight... What an he, awful fight, listen, too. I have like a 100-foot TV screen. He was so fat that he was in my kitchen. Like, I was watching it in my living room, and my wife saw the rest of it in the kitchen with his fat, blubbery ass. That guy was so fat. I mean, he might as well have showed up on a bottle of tequila for that fight. He had no chance. And you still ass. weren't impressed with Joshua after the fight. He's Honestly. A, he's a giant He pee. would... <laughs> He would He's get. A giant P. He would get his head taken off by Wilder. Would a capital P. Wilder. I could beat him. Let me him. tell you. Wilder would beat him, beat him and Fury would beat him too. Here's they a, both beat him. Here's another one that thinks he's he's uh, going to win a fight. Jorge Masvidal. What is this guy's problem? He, he thinks he can beat Floyd Mayweather in a fight. He couldn't beat Floyd Mayweather's dad in a fight, okay? Uh, isn't my show great that we just get this stuff out of the way really quick? You know, we just go right to it. Uh, here's the uh, breakdown for uh, Saturday's uh, card. Usman against Covington. No one's ever heard of either one of them. But I'll tell you this much. Usman is dangerous. He's a champion. The other guy is the heel. He should be on the WWE. This guy, Covington, is the biggest asshat ever. He's a uh, Conor McGregor wannabe. Like, he's Mr. Bad Guy, right? He wants to be everyone's worst enemy. He's, he's, like, got the whole, uh, the heel, the the wrestling heel thing right, going. Right, walks with the MAGA hat and everything. Yeah, he's a complete tool, like an absolute tool. Everybody you, hates him. Everyone hates him. You're, you're not picking him to beat that guy, are I'm you? Not, no, All right. Russia handed a four-year doping ban for all major sporting events. Russia should be banned from everything in sports because they love to roll with the juice. Man City and Man U, the racist incident. Did you see it? I was watching the derby. I was watching the game, right? And did you see this guy in the corner, Fred, doing a, uh, he was doing a corner kick, and they were pelting him with coins, pelting him with coins and obscenities. And every single guy in the first 10 rows gave him the finger, and not one of them didn't drop the most vile, disgusting foul language at this guy for no reason whatsoever. Like, I was reading their lips. It was some of the greatest profanity I've ever seen in my life. For some guy that didn't even do anything wrong. He was just black, and they just did him. Like, they, I mean, these people are so abusive at that Man City, at the Odd Stadium. That was the worst racism I've ever seen in my life. It was the worst. And how about this? Just for good cause, man, you beat their ass in their building. And you know what's funny? They both suck this year. They really do. They both suck. But how about this? They arrested the guy, one of them. They, they arrested one guy. Meanwhile, there were thousands of them doing it. And literally, well, I'll, I'll take that back. Hundreds of them were doing it. I saw hundreds of them doing it. And they arrested one guy. You know what they're going to do to him? He's banned for life from ever going to another uh, Premier League game. Now, listen. Do you know what that does to a guy from London that he can never go to another Premier League game for the rest of his life? They have nothing else to do there except drink beer. They drink beer and go to Premier League games. Now his life's over. That guy's going to kill himself. I really believe that. That guy's doomed. What's he going to do now? Go to ballerina or something? Like, going to go to the opera? What do you do when you can't go to a soccer game anymore? You go to the bar is what you do. Now he'll be drunk and yelling racial epithets at the bar. Racist pig. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk bad about Le'Veon Bell again, which seems like a monthly occurrence. 
And I'll take your calls. I promise. Didn't I say I was going to take calls this segment? You did. Liar. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. So, um, Carver, I, I had one uh, fan apparently tell me that uh, he, he doesn't like that I am talking soccer. So now, as you know, I've decided to talk more soccer. Well, you see, here's and I and I'm I happen. Not, I'm not allowed. I'm getting now. Cr- uh, the critics are coming. Well, out. no. Not, well, I, he didn't like that. I guess uh, maybe you pronounced the name or something wrong. Kiss in there. my ass. But here's what I. I pronounce five million names wrong but, a but week. Here's what bothers me about people like that, is, is that people cry. You know, that you don't talk about a certain thing that doesn't get a lot of attention. Right. Soccer gets zero attention. It's like hockey, too. Nobody talks about hockey. Nobody talks about soccer. Soccer's the biggest sport there, in the world. There are things, I know, but, you know, in the United States, sports talk radio, nobody talks about soccer. Who cares? Line. So we That's spend. That's why they're all a bunch of losers. You know, once or twice a week, we'll spend two or three minutes talking about soccer. And if you're a soccer fan, you should be like, embrace that and be like, right. wow, these dudes are talking soccer. Same I, with hockey. I watched the Premier League on the weekend mornings. This is great. I get to. And the one time we do it, and this is somebody who I assume actually likes soccer because they know the names. Right. They get mad because he said the names wrong. Be happy that we're actually talking about right, it. Thanks. Okay? Calm down. How about the other one? Some guy would said he didn't like that I talked about uh, sleeping with my Spanish professor. Well, that's a true story, so I don't care what you think of that either. I hope your wife cheats on you with a fat chick. How's that sound? I hope your wife sleeps with a fat chick and leaves you for a fat chick with hairy legs. How's that sound? Mind your own business, skinny boy. You wuss. I'll smack your face. Anything else, Mafia? Do you want me to cover people I hate? No, I think we're good right now. <laughs> you think I've covered most, most of it? Uh, the best one I saw tonight, the tweet the guy sent with the uh, Donald Duck diving in money. Did you see that one? Great job there by that guy. He, was that Daffy Duck or who was that? Donald Duck? I don't remember these things. I smoked I think a lot that of that's, weed. Uh, that's Scrooge McDuck. Okay. But he was diving in a, in, a, in a vat of coins because of the Yankees, right? Yes. All right. It certainly wasn't the pirate's bucket of money because that's like a little uh, humidifier. That's like the little bucket you get when you're playing the, the slots in Atlantic City yeah. or something. That, that's how big their bucket is. Yeah. That little bucket you get at the slot. <laughs> That's, down, that's my man. Down at Wal- the D. That's my man, Walter, Big Islander fan. I love that guy. Uh, anybody else say anything nasty to me tonight? Oh, another uh, guy. Oh no, no. The guy said I was gonna have a stroke and a heart attack. Calm down. You're gonna have a stroke or something. But he loved my rants. But he just didn't like that I was so intense. Is that what it is? At least it's out of concern, not out of hatred. Come on, mafia. You've been telling everyone I'm gonna have a stroke for like 15 years. My money was on heart attack, but... Well, at least I'll go out with a bang. Aneurysm is a close second. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to say, because the guy didn't want me to talk soccer anymore, uh, the standings of the Champions League, I'll go through every stage now. Well, it's, well, most half of them finished today. I know, so only the top the two half make it. play tomorrow. Play tomorrow. So right now, these are the teams that are in. Paris Saint-Germain and, and Real Madrid in Group A. Group B, uh, Baron uh, Munchen and uh, Tottenham. Bayern Munich. Yeah. What's the difference? Exactly. I, I mispronounce them on purpose now. Okay. Group C, Man City and uh, FC Shakhtar, as in Tupac Shakur. Dansk. Group D, Juventus, Club Atletico de Madrid. Group E, Liverpool and Napoli. How about Napoli with a four-zip win today? Sorry, I knew the score of the game uh, off the top of my head there. Mr. Uh, pronounce everything right, you idiot.
And then Group F, Barcelona and Dortmund. I love Dortmund because they're uh, the Steeler colors. Black and gold. I'm black and yellow, black and yellow. Group G, uh, Leipzig and, uh, and uh, uh, Olympique Leones. I think that's Greek. Uh, I could be wrong. And Group H, uh, Valencia, who I watched tonight, and uh, Chelsea made it with your boy uh, Pulisic. Is it Pulisic? Pulisic. Sorry. I don't want to get it wrong because uh, you people are always so right about everything. I forget how right you are every day in life. Uh, Le'Veon Bell went bowling when he had the flu. Who goes bowling when they have the flu? Shot a career high. 251, not bad. Good game for him. Nice, nice solid ever run. He won't, he won't be a Jet next year, just so you know. Well, because he was such a great Jet this year with that 300 yards he ran for. I mean, uh, they gave him $52 million to run for 300 yards. What a wuss bag he turned into. Did I not tell you, every single one of these brothers that think they're going to be a rap star in the NFL, go do the music because you're never going to be a good football player again. Because once you think you're like a rapper or something or a hip-hop star, mogul, whatever the hell, you're dropping a new album, having a ha having a bottle party down at the uh, Clevelander, anybody that thinks they're a rap star and they're playing in the NFL and they're going to do both, just go do the rap because you're never going to be a good football player again. Robert in Maryland. Scotty, my usual uh, yingling as a nightcap, if I may, please. Right. I do have a 12-pack of yingling in the uh, basement Scotty, you, uh, or, uh, in my garage. Scotty, you are the best. That's why we listen to you. We already know we're the best. Things. I know. I just wanted to remind you. Anyhow, uh, Ravens uh, cleared another hurdle. They now have six wins against playoff, game, uh, playoff teams, damn near a seventh. Feeling good about that. But I really want to tip my hat to Carver's Bills. I knew that'd be a tough game. Damn near gave me a heart attack at the end of that. That's what their playoff games are going to be like. Because uh, everyone, everyone thinks we're talking at the same time. Goodbye. So here's the deal. Uh, in the playoffs, you play all them close games, you lose. Okay? So here's what happens. All you people that think that just because you win all these games in November and December and October and September, you know when you got to win them? In January. Right? So... It, the closer the games get, the harder they get to win, right? So what happens if the Bills score, tie the game, and go to overtime? Then you don't know what's going to happen, right? Like the Giants last night. They thought they had it in the bag when it was 17-3, right? So trust me, keep playing all them close games, and you won't go to the Super Bowl. I know everybody, no one wants to hear that in the Charm City, right? But you better start kicking somebody's ass because lately, now all of a sudden, the games are getting closer, aren't they? Are they not? Thank God they got that tough one Thursday night with the Jets. Dave in Arkansas. Yeah, Dave, you're on. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, Pharrell. Yeah. Hey, I called in on the, the 11th of November, and you gave probably one of the best exposés for eight minutes on NFL coaches and talked about Belichick being the only one in your mind that was great. Right. And it was it was one of the best segments I've ever heard, you and – mafia and i threw in a few things anyway the thing was it's well worth listening to is it was it, it was exquisite the thing is is that they've come up now with the thing in the last few days about the patriots uh spying on the browns right. and that the deal is is that we're wondering if they have such an addiction a telescopic addiction to wanting so much information on teams because mangini i guess when he went over to the some team that he knew that Belichick was going to spy on him. And he says, I don't want you to do that to me. 
and Belichick said something like, well, uh, you know, F off, you know, I'll do whatever I want to do. And that's when Mangini, you know, had enough and enough and he squealed on him to say, hey, look, I'm not going to take that abuse. And so that's Spygate one. Well, then apparently it may be that the sweet, the aphrodisia of winning of success is worth getting slapped on the wrist by the NFL. And there's also the idea of the symbiotic relationship between the amount of money that's been generated over the last 20 years with the Patriots creating all this interest pro and con, you know, being in the spotlight that it's got to be good for the NFL. Why is it that the NFL has allowed the Patriots to do these things that maybe the money is riding it? And then it goes into the thing with the, with the officials like our, uh, it's the worst season ever making mistakes back and forth the last couple seasons. Well, Dave, then. honestly, I, I can't. I, I, you've, you've summed it up. If you go any further, they're going to ask you to write a book about it. Honestly. I think you already did. I mean, <laughs> I love you, bro, but I just don't care. We already know they cheat. Who cares? What I want to see them is lose like they did Sunday. How's that taste? You know what I mean? That was fantastic. I was at a party, and everyone there was literally – I thought people were going to start taking their clothes off it's when they the lost. It's just the best when they lose. When they lose, I mean, you should see these – women I don't even know are taking their clothes off around me. It's the craziest thing. Especially when they, like, have such an advantage because the Chiefs barely got ready before the game because they lost half their equipment. They got the mass, you know, state troopers escorting it to the stadium, and they still beat them. I, look, I got to be honest with you. Their double teams on Edelman worked. That – they could not throw the ball. So whatever they did in that game, you know – Get the scanner out, copy that, and send it around to everybody, and then the, the parody will exist in the AFC because they, they shut them down. <laughs> I mean, the, remember, but they got screwed in the game. I'll give you this. The Patriots got screwed in that game, which was also delicious. The fumble by Kelsey and then the uh, whatever. Was that the one where they ran back and blew the whistle? Yeah, they blew the whistle, and they ended up getting the ball, but at the spot where Kelsey right, fumbled. Right, right, right. But there was another call. Right, the Neal touchdown where uh, he, they said right, he stepped right, right, up, right, but he right. didn't. The one at the end zone, that was obviously a touchdown, and they couldn't review it. Shame. That is a joke. I thought every touchdown in the league gets reviewed. Everyone. But it wasn't called a touchdown on the field. Well, oh, so that's that's why. Well, that was a terrible job by those crony old geezer refs they got in the NFL. Belichick had no challenges left. Well, I know, but that was a joke. That was a touchdown. Every idiot in the world could tell that was a touchdown. So they got shafted in that game, and, you know, most people think they deserve it. Uh, Brandon in Oregon, you're on the bench. Hey, what up, y'all? Um, hey. I just got uh, two quick questions for all three of you guys. Right. Um, both regarding the Oregon Ducks. Right. Um, I just wanted to hear who um, each of you guys are taking in the Rose Bowl I, I think I think they'll win the game. Mafia, do you like Oregon or Wisconsin? I like Oregon in that game. Uh, Wisconsin. Oh, there you go. Uh, there you go. So what else? And uh, the draft's a ways out, I know, and a lot of stuff's got to happen between now and then. But with Tua's injury, um, how high do you guys think? Justin Herbert's going to go in the first round. He's a really good quarterback. He's going He's going in one of the top ten, uh, Carver High things. All he'll the quarterbacks de- go high. He'll, he'll definitely get picked. He's, he's got a great future. Uh, I'm here Wednesday and Thursday this week, and you're done now. I'm done for the week. Okay, and then next week are you here? Yeah, Monday through Thursday. All right, so I'm here Monday and Tuesday next week, allegedly. So I'm here Wednesday, Thursday, and Monday, Tuesday. So you're done for the week. Nice seeing you. Screw the Bills. And then uh, don't forget you can get the podcast of the show after the show tonight and tomorrow on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, you can always listen to the show all four hours on the CBS Sports app, Sirius XM Channel 206 on the Sirius XM app. 
Ask Alexa and Radio.com. Never miss a show if our preemption of sports gets in the way. For Carver High, Mavi, and Pharrell, good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.